You're here to worship the Lord. Are you here to worship the Lord? I know some of you got to be smiling under those masks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, praise is what I do. Are you here to praise the Lord? Are you here to praise the Lord? Do you praise him at home? Do you praise him in your car? You don't have to shout and speak in tongues, but are you praising him with your heart? Hallelujah. Praise is what I do. Praise is what I do when I want to be close to you. I lift my hands in praise. Praise is who I am. I will bless him while I can. I'll praise him all the time because I vow to praise you through the good and the bad. I'll praise you whether happy or sad, I'll praise you in all that I go through, because praise is what I do, because oh, I Can I say that again? Oh, praise is what I do when I want to be close to you. I lift my hands. Can y'all lift your hands? Can you lift your hands in praise? Come on, let's worship the Lord. Can y'all worship with me? Oh, praise is who I am. I will praise him while I can. I'll bless him all time. I vow to praise you through the good and the bad. I'll praise you. Whether I'm happy or I'm sad, I'll praise you, oh Lord, in all that I go, go through, because praise is what I do. second verse oh praise is what I do even when I'm going through I've learned to 
worship you. Can we worship the Lord? Can we worship the Lord? Can we worship the Lord? Listen. No, my circumstance, it doesn't even, my circumstance don't even stand a chance. Because my praise, my praise outweighs, it outweighs the bad. Oh, because I vow to praise you through the good and the bad. I've got to praise you. My strength comes from my praise. You know, when I'm happy or sad, I'll praise you. Oh, in all that I go through, because praise is what I do.
praise God. Praise is what I do. The, the, the message has already been preached. <laughs> if, if you learn how to do praise God, he doesn't need to hear about your problems. He just needs your praise. And so if we learn how to give God some praise, the glory and honor that belongs to him alone, he already knows what you stand in the need of. So we praise God today. We thank God that we are here in this place once again. Good morning, New Flame, Church of God in Christ. Praise God. Good morning, those who are tuning in virtually. And we praise and thank God for this new mercy. Thank God and praise God for Pastor and Lady Gay. In their absence, 18 years of wedding anniversary together. Praise God for them. And I'm challenged by that because Lady Gay was a flower girl in my wedding. Which, if God says the same, will be 36 years in December of this year. How could that little flower girl already be married 18 years? That's, uh, that's how God is. We thank God for them. We love them. This young couple that is carrying on the mantle of responsibility and work for the Lord. So we pray for your strength and that you continue. And we challenge you with the same challenge that uh, Janice and I. We said we would give marriage a try for 50 years. And then we had assessed it after that and see if it worked. And so... Go ahead, just give it a try for 50 years or so, and then you can determine if it's going to work or not. And so far, I think uh, we got the extension. We're going to make it to the 50 if God says the same. We thank God for each and every one of you district missionaries. God bless you. All I, I could think of this morning when I was thinking of you is, is Marvin Sapp's song, He Has His Hands On. As, as he is giving you the strength to still be here for us and still doing what you've been doing for as long as I can remember. God bless you and continue to strengthen you. We love you dearly. Thank God for my fellow yoke servants, the preachers, the elders, the ministers, the deacons, and all of you, both those of you who are here and those who are joining us virtually this morning. We count it no small thing to speak before the people of God and to present the most valuable thing that God has given us, which is his word. And so, new flame, church of God in Christ, thank God for you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall be glad and rejoice in it. Thank you for your prayers as my lovely wife gets the chance to join me. Um, your prayers are working, and we just want to say thank you as God has continued to do great things. And so if you would right now, if you would rest in your feet on the overfilling, we're going to get ready uh, to transition here. Father God, in the mighty and magnificent name of your son, Jesus, Lord, we thank you for one more day. We thank you for one more opportunity, oh God. God, we thank you for most of all your word. And we thank you for your son, O oh God, who was 
willing and obedient even unto death to come and be an example for us that we could make and have a path back to you. But God, we thank you that he just didn't die. He rose again with all power and authority. And so, God, now, as your word goes forth today, we pray that it will not return void, that it will go forth and find good ground, O oh God, and that we will be able to do what you have challenged to do, be light and darkness, be the salt of the earth, and to move your kingdom forward here in the earth. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary and let your word go forth and do what you would have it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. My text this morning is going to be a combination of scriptures. Uh, I'm going to come from the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is going to come from Genesis. And I pray that you can find that first book of the Bible in the Old Testament at the second chapter, the seventh verse. And I'm going to be reading from the King James Version and Genesis 2 and 7. And my second uh, part of this that I'm looking to allow the Holy Spirit to braid together is going to come from Mark, the Gospel of Mark, the ninth chapter, 17, verses 17 through 24. Um, the word of God, Genesis, the second chapter, verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Praise God. Uh, the second scripture is going to come from the Gospel of Mark, the ninth chapter. Verse 17 through 24, and the word of God reads, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him. And he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples, and that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straight away, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe. All things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Praise God. The word of God is already blessed. And as I go back to the first part 
of my text back into Genesis, the second chapter and the seventh verse, God has loaned us some valuable things. And one of the challenges, I don't know if you've ever borrowed anything from a neighbor and then got confused and thought that you owned it. So you don't give it back, you just think and act like it's yours. But God loaned us some things that are laid out for us in Genesis, the second chapter. God took some dust. Now, most of us, if we were to go in our house right now, we'd probably find some dust because dust is something that we act like we can't see, some of us. And for some people, thank God for springtime, that changed the season because that might be the only time that you even look in your house and, and start cleaning and find dust. But dust is something that's so minute that it's not considered anything of value. But the word of God says that he took some dust. The thing that's insignificant that we don't even count of having any value. And then he did something special. He breathed the breath of life into something that was worth nothing. And as a result of God breathing into that dust, the breath of life, something that is worth nothing became a living soul. And so now you have something that people would consider of no value as long as it contains the breath of life. It is the war that's going on because that living soul has to spend eternity somewhere. And so now you have uh, the creator, which has given you the breath of life, telling you that I want you to spend your eternity with me. And you have the dust that is worth nothing telling you that you don't have to pay attention to your creator. And so if I were to add a title to this message, I would call it, God help me control this dust. See, a lot of times we get confused and we think that we're all that. We all titles and things that God has loaned us. But if we continuously remind ourselves that this is on loan, that we don't own it, then we might be careful to pay attention to the creator more than the creation. And so uh, you need to understand that your enemy, he also has attacked. And at spending many years in the military, the, the, the most important thing that you could do is understand the tactics of your enemy. If you were to go forward to your enemy, uh, his camp, he would probably have a profile on you. He would know your strengths and your weaknesses. And, and so that's how he would plan his attack on how to defeat you. And I would submit to you that our enemy has a profile on us. And he knows where your strengths and weaknesses are. And he's not going to come where your strengths are. He's going to come where your weaknesses are. Because the dust is always going to be trying to tell you, don't pay attention to the creator. 
And so what we have to do in order to make sure that we don't put ourselves at risk is do what I call guard the gates. You need to watch and guard the gates. Well, what's the gates? Well, the gates are the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And see, these, these gates right here, if you leave them unguarded, you will look at something too long. And then your flesh, that dust, is going to say, I need that. And then you're going to need it most of the time because you want everybody to know who you are. Look at me. You see me? So we need to understand that because the enemy who's looking to steal, kill, and destroy will use those to attack. So let God help me control this flesh. Springtime is the perfect time for flesh. And I don't know about you, but I, we spent more time in our house over the last year due to COVID-19 than we've ever spent. And, and just looking around there, there was a lot of things that needed cleaning up. There was a lot of dust. And see, the thing about dust, while dust may be insignificant, dust that starts to accumulate and piled up could eventually become dust. And while people may not pay attention to you throwing a little dust on them, they're going to get a little bit more offensive when you throw dirt on them. So you need to make sure that you get rid of the dust before it becomes dirt. If we don't pay attention to the accumulation of dust, if it, if it sits on a surface for a long time, you almost can't get it off because it changes the context of it. You might have to replace that item if you let that dust build up too long. And so now as we go to the second part of our scripture in the New Testament, Mark, the ninth chapter and the 17th verse, when we find out that there is this problem that has an accumulation of an evil spirit that's doing him harm. It's tearing him up. It has him foaming in the mouth. It's throwing him in the fire. It's throwing him in, in water. It's doing harm to him. And you know, these people have been running around with Jesus for a while, and sometimes people think that because somebody uh, hangs out with you that they have the power and authority that you have, but that's not necessarily how it works. And so they didn't go to Jesus first. They went to the disciples first and then found out that they couldn't help them. So then they went to where they should have been the first time. And, you know, sometimes we do the same thing in life. We try everything else but God first. Then we eventually come to him, and, and we do get our, our situation resolved. But as they came to Jesus, and Jesus said, oh, you faithless generation. I've been telling you how to do this for a while. And what he does is he provides what I consider some keys. The keys 
that we could use to eliminate this accumulation of stuff. Because while Jesus heals the child, his disciples, when they get down to the 29th verse, they say, hey, Jesus, we've been hanging out with you. We've been watching everything you do. We might have even been writing it on some scrolls to take notes. But how come we couldn't do what you did? And Jesus said, because this is my time only come after fasting and see I know for a fact that that this church used to do something called fasting and prayer it used to do something called shut-ins it used to do something called consecration and not too long ago the the newly elected uh, presiding bishop and chief apostle of the Church of God in Christ, uh, Bishop J. Drew Sheard, uh, extended a call for fasting and praying on Tuesdays and Thursdays and returning back to the foundation of what we already know works. And so all he's doing is going back to the word where Jesus said, if you want certain things to move, if you want to make sure that you're able to control that dust, then fast and pray. Because otherwise, uh, you might need a replacement because you're not going to be able to move certain things unless you make that commitment. And I'll tell you, I took that challenge, and I don't know about you, but, I mean, every Tuesday and Friday, for whatever reason, somebody want to take me to lunch. You know, Jersey Mike's has a special. Come get something free. People bringing all kinds of stuff, you know. Oh, everything smells better. Now, I don't even eat breakfast. Now, I'm seeing food, visualize it. I mean, each strand of a chicken breast stuff. I'm like, this is insane. God, help me control this dust. Because this dust doesn't care about God. As a matter of fact, Paul told the Romans that it is enmity. That means it's a legal enemy to God. That's what this dust is. And that's why we need to pray to God that he help us control this dust. Because this dust will have you doing the things that are contrary to the will of God. And you will not be walking in the spirit. You will be more concerned about pleasing this dust. This tent. This flesh. This temple. Praise God. It's preaching a little bit too loose. Praise God. But all those things we need to understand, that's the war that we're in. We're in the war of this dust. And this dust, without the breath of life, it, it goes back to what it really is. It goes back to where it is. And so God, help me control this God, I need you to take over and do a white glove inspection on me and show me where those things are that I need to clean up. 
see, sometimes if you just take your hand, you just go over and you might not see it. But if the Holy Spirit does a white glove inspection over you, it will show you some things that, that you didn't know or maybe you did know that you need to address. That you need to make sure that you don't have an accumulation of this dust that's going to keep you from coming fully into the presence of God. And so I would challenge you that it's spring cleaning time. We need to take those keys that Jesus told us and, and start fasting and praying. Because I've heard it almost my whole life that we're in the last days. But if I never believed it before, I believe now we're in the last and evil days. And we're going to need more than what we <laughs> had in the past. This is not the time to question your faith. This is not the time to slack up. This is not the time to slow down. This is the time to make sure that you don't have a dust build up. time for dusting. God help me control this dust. I need you, God, to show me those things that I need to, to clean, those places within myself, within this tent, oh God, so that I can make room for you and your Holy Spirit. God, I need to be in alignment with your purpose and your will. Dust even in the physical, can cause some challenges. It can cause respiratory problems. It can cause you to sneeze, and it can cause a whole bunch of health challenges. But spiritually, uh, following the dust can cost you eternity. It can cost you your life. And so I need God to make sure that he takes me back to where I first believed. Take me back to where I first believed. And God, help me to start doing those foundational things that validate that I trust you in everything. The word says that if I declare him as my Lord and Savior, that old things are made new. And on most new things, there's less dust than on old things. And so if God is making everything new and the Holy Ghost is doing that white glove inspection on me, then I should very much be determined that I'm going to experience life in a different way. So that's what we need to do now. Because we as the believers, if we can do what the word of God says, then we can put a demand on the word of God. When we get in alignment with what God says, because God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent, when there was nobody else left, he swore by himself. And if he said it, he has to make it good. And so all we need to do is say, God, help me control this dust. 
God, if I get these things out of my life that would separate me from allowing me to come into your presence, then I can expect everything that you've promised in your word. So God, help me to, to, to clean up. God, help me to take the real look, the honest look, the look that I know that nobody else knows but you. And God, help me to get with you to clean this dust up so that it doesn't just look clean. It doesn't just make the good picture, but it really is clean. There's a difference from what looks clean and what's really clean. If you ever went through your house and you knew somebody was coming and you started cleaning, you're like, wow, I had no idea this place was this filthy. I'm so glad I took time to clean it up. And I challenge us to do that in our own lives right now. So God has given us his word. He's given us one more chance. He's given all of us. Like we, we all made the wake-up list today, so we have at least one thing that we got to I don't see anybody in here that needed the assistance of others to come in here. And so the breath of life that we take for granted until we're on a ventilator, until we need a respirator, and then realize that, wait a minute, I'm struggling for something that I didn't even thank God for until now. We could have days without pain, and then as soon as we have the first one, and we it should help you remember that you didn't thank God for all the days you didn't have pain. And that's why it's in your praise. It's not in your problems, it's in your praise. God, I thank you. I thank you for taking me through seen and unseen dangers. God, I thank you for your long suffering. God, I thank you for your mercy. God, I thank you for your grace. God, I thank you that you didn't eliminate my future because of my past. God, I thank you that you continue to show grace and carry me from grace to grace when I'm not deserving. And God, I thank you that you took some dust and formed it into your image. Then you breathe the breath of life into it. And then you allow me to understand that I could come and spend eternity with you. And all I need to do is decide that I'm going to work in alignment with your will so that I can control this dust and be victorious in this life. So I thank God that he has given us one more chance. I thank God for his word. I thank God for his love. I thank God that even in the midst of everything that has happened around the entire world, he still saw fit for us to come here today. And hear his word. And challenge ourselves to go back and do some dusting. 
Let's take advantage of this season and do some spring cleaning. Let's go look within ourselves and say, Lord, what is it that I need to remove out of here and get out of the way so that I can not have any weight that will slow me down from doing what you need for me to do in this season? God, thank you for one more chance. Thank you for one more opportunity. Thank you for your patience. And God, thank you for your love. As I challenge you today to look within yourself and say, God, help me control this dust. Praise God. Amen. We thank God for the word. We live in a day and a time when people are calling right, wrong, and wrong, right. Some of you may be watching us by virtually. If you desire prayer, we're going to go to the throne of grace. Everyone, please stand. God is so good, and he's worthy to be praised. We thank God. For those who have joined us through the media, those of you continue to support the New Flame Church of God in Christ. We want you to know that we appreciate you and that God loves you and New Flame loves you and you're special in the sight of God. We thank God for Pastor Gay, Lady Gay. Oh, God is blessing. God is blessing. God is blessing. So examine yourself. When it comes down to it, we're just nothing but dust, Mr. and Mrs. Dust. But when we go back, we want to be, say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come on and enter into thy rest. Amen. As you examine yourself right now, you stand in need of prayer to say, Lord, here I am. I surrender all to you. I surrender my life to you because I want you to know the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer as we go to the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for life, for health, and strength. We thank you for your word. The word has gone forth, oh God. As we examine ourselves, oh God. Oh, God, we can right, right now, Lord, we ask you to dust away, to get rid of the dust in our lives, oh, God. Because we don't want the dirt to accumulate, that dust accumulate, that it leaves dirt in our lives, oh, God. But we know one thing, oh, God, that your blood never loses power. We thank you for the Holy Ghost and for the blood of Jesus. Now, Lord, each and every one of the sound of my voice, we ask you to bless. We ask you to encourage Lift the loads, oh Lord, hallelujah. Somebody, oh God, feel like giving up right now. But I speak to that spirit by the blood of Jesus. Don't give up. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hold on and go forth in the Lord. For the Lord, he is good. He is so kind and he's so wonderful. For we love the Lord, oh God. Just whisper under your voice, say, Lord, I love you. Just say, Lord, I love you. Hallelujah. I give you my all, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Somebody, oh Lord, somebody is saying, yes, Lord. 
Somebody wants to say yes, Lord, right now. Go ahead and open your heart. Open your mouth and say yes, Lord. We say yes to your will, Lord. We say yes to your way, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We give our lives to you, O God. Don't be ashamed of the gospel because God is so good and he's worthy to be praised. Oh, God, we say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We surrender all to you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Now, everyone under the sound of my voice, oh, God, I ask you to bless. To bless, oh, Lord. Encourage hearts, oh, God. In the name of Jesus. My sister, my brother, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Just say yes, Lord. Just say yes, Lord. Just say yes, Lord. You say it to the Lord. Not to distribution or wild about it, to the Lord. I hear you, Holy Ghost. Just say yes, Lord. I surrender all to you. I surrender, I surrender, I surrender all to you, my God. And we say yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We actually look down bereaved families, oh Lord. Somehow in need of financial blessing, oh Lord. We actually bless them in the name of Jesus. Some are seeking employment, oh God. Open that door for that man, that woman, oh God. Turn away that argument in that household, oh Lord. Settle those children. To, oh God, settle the young people in you, oh God. That they may say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, to your will and your way. We thank you, O oh Lord. We ask you to bless the new flame members, O oh Lord, as they stand before you, Lord. You know that need, you know that prayer request. Bless each one name by name. We forever give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise is thine. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, thank God. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. And until next time, the joy of the Lord be thy strength. God bless you.